Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm your host, Talia, aka your dating app partner in crime. And on Dating Intentionally, I'm helping you get to know yourself better so you can date in a way that truly aligns with your goals and values. And of course, have fun in the process. On this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on finding success with dating apps. Are you on the apps? I was on them. I was on them for a long time. So up first, we're going to talk about what is success. Then we're going to talk about best practices for your profile. And we're going to talk about messaging, how to actually get off the apps, why it's so hard, and how to deal with some of the challenges that comes with swiping away in your location to find people to date. At the end, I'll answer a listener question and share a story from my personal app experience. So let's get right into it. First, we're going to get on the same page here about what is success on the apps. When I say apps, I mean Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, um, OkCupid, Match, eHarmony, JDate, Christian Mingle, whatever you're using, all of those apps, this is what we're talking about, dating apps. So weirdly enough, dating apps are not for finding your relationship, okay? Dating apps are for finding a person you want to talk to that could turn into a relationship, but they're really just for connections. You're not going to be swiping and you're not going to see a profile and be like, oh, that's the one. That's not how it works. Success looks like matching, talking, and meeting. That's it. And you also need to figure out what you want before you even start swiping. Do you want something casual? Are you looking for just hookups? Are you looking for friends? Are you looking for serious dating? Nail that down first because you will have a much better time on the apps if you know exactly what you're looking for. I mean, we'll talk about them more later, but if you know what you want, you can easily weed out everyone else. So before you download the apps or start swiping on them, just think about what you want to get out of them. And another thing about success on the apps is not letting them get you down too much, okay? If you're in this cycle of deleting them and downloading them, deleting them, no, we don't want that. That is non-success on the apps, okay? If you're deleting them, it's like you're getting angry at the app itself and you're just like, I'm going to just delete you and then no, because you know you're going to re-download it, just saying. And look, if, if you're in this delete download cycle, I would love for you to try this reframe. You can't control how other people are going to show up, but you can control your time, energy, and effort. Expect to strike out some weeks where you're going to talk to some people and it will go nowhere. Expect to swipe for 15 minutes and not see anyone you like. It's all part of the game and unfortunately it is kind of a game. I mean, let's be real, the apps have gamified dating. It feels like a game. I remember the first time I used Tinder in 2015 or 2014, I did not like Tinder. I was like, ew, this feels like a video game. I got so bored after five minutes. I was an OkCupid person and I met my ex, the person I dated for six years on OkCupid. He was like one of the first people I talked to on the app um, and we hit it off. So (laughs) I'll talk more about that though. But it really does feel like a game. So if you're sitting there like, wow, how does this work? Why does it feel like a game? It's because it is. Let's talk about how you win this game. And on this episode, I'm mostly going to talk about Bumble and Hinge because that's what I've used most recently. I did have Tinder throughout the last year, but I just think it's trash. (laughs) I love Bumble and I I absolutely love Hinge. I think Hinge is the best for finding a relationship. Um, Bumble would be my second choice. I also played with Field and J-Date and a couple other ones, but Hinge just gets it right. So just before we dive into some of my like main tips here, I want to just go over how Hinge and Bumble work really quick. 
Hinge is an app where instead of swiping, you are hearting or liking people's pictures and what they write on their profile. So, or you're Xing their profile. You don't swipe on anything. And why, why does it work? Because Hinge makes you actually read the profile and look at things and choose something to like. You can't like the whole profile. You have to like a picture or something they write. So that's how Hinge works. And as a user, you can see people who have liked your profile and then people that you like will see that you like them. And then you can decide if you want to like them back or let them go on their merry way. Bumble works like Tinder, where you're swiping right or left on people. I think you swipe right to say, hey, I'd love to talk to this person. You swipe left on people you don't want to talk to. And you only talk to people who swiped right on you and you also swipe right on them. So that's how Tinder works. But the catch of Bumble is that the woman has to message first. You have 24 hours on Bumble to do so, which is a reason why I did not like Bumble at first. And then I figured out that I should only use Bumble if I have time to actually talk to people. So that's kind of, that was my shift there and it worked for me. Okay, so yeah, now that we know how Mumble and Hinge work, let's get into it. So something that comes up a lot when it comes to dating apps is, is it better to date on or off the apps? And the short answer is try both. You don't have to choose one or the other. Try both. I personally love dating apps because they give you more immediate context about someone. Of course, people can lie about if they're married or not. Uh, they can lie about their height. They can lie about their age. They can, their pictures can be fake all this stuff. But for the most part, I have not really run into this, to be honest. Most people, I think, are honest and they're going to be using it, hopefully, mostly honestly. But like on the apps, you are right away where they live, how tall they are, if they if there are any initial red flags, like their political affiliation, you know how old they are, you know, they like, you know, you know if they're single, you know, if they are straight or gay or whatever, like you're looking for. In real life, you don't have the, those luxuries. You can walk up to someone or someone could approach you and you don't know their sexual orientation. You don't know how old they are. Do you know how many people I started talking to at the climbing gym, like when we still had masks and I'm talking to this like cute guy and I'm like, oh, you are 22. You just graduated college. That's not really in my age range. So I'm just saying it's a lot more efficient to be on the apps and just you can just automatically see what their deal is right away versus having to meet someone in person and talk to them and figure it out. Um, and also they're faster. You don't have to actually go anywhere to meet any people. Like if you're someone like me and you want to sit on the couch on a Friday night watching Bachelorette, you could be swiping instead of having to like get dressed up, go out, go to a bar, go somewhere to meet people. Like it's just, it's just pretty, it's pretty nice. You can meet a lot of people without leaving your house. I love the convenience. So those are two main things apps have going for them. They're efficient and they're convenient. Whereas meeting people in real life Well, it's a lot slower and it's a lot more work. One book I do recommend for meeting people in real life is called The Offline Dating Method by Camille Virginia. This is an amazing book. Even if you're partnered up, read it just to learn how to make friends in real life. Like it just, it's a great way to just even like meet people in your community and just be part of your community. Of course, I'm going to say right now, apps aren't for everyone. There are a lot of people out there who live in a small town, they don't want their coworkers or family to find them on the apps, which is totally fine for security purposes. There may be some reasons there you might not want to go on. And maybe it's just not your vibe. But like I said, if you think it's not your vibe, just try it out. Seriously, all you, you have nothing to lose by trying it. We'll talk about that more in a little bit. The second thing I want to talk about that comes up a lot, which is <laughs> the million dollar question, how do you actually get matches? 
So let's talk about your profile. There are a couple key things for a successful profile. The first thing is going to be clear photos that are within that were hopefully taken within the last 18 months. So they're going to be photos that are accurate, clear, well lit, not blurry, just you hopefully or you and maybe one or two other people. If you have group shots like you with your friends or family, um, just make sure that the first photo on your profile is just you because if it's a group shot and that they're, they don't know which one of you it is. So just make sure the first picture is one of you alone. You want to have some close up. You want to have some full body. Again, no matter what you look like, show up as you be yourself. Don't try to be anything else. Don't try to pretend. Don't try to cover anything up. Just be you because someone's going to meet you in real life and be surprised. I've definitely been surprised by outdated photos mostly or like I met with someone who I believe had a disability and that obviously is not a problem for me, but the pictures didn't reflect it. So when I saw him in real life, I was surprised. Like I was, you know, and that wasn't necessarily like, again, great dude, perfectly nice date. But I felt a little like, wow, this wasn't fully honest. Like there was something that was hidden here. And I, I totally understand why. But really show up as yourself. Do your best with that. I know it can be really hard sometimes, but I think the experience is better when you can just show up as yourself, be your honest self. Someone will find you attractive, I promise. The other thing that you have on, and I think the most important thing you have on all the apps is the ability to write about yourself and write about your interests. You've got to be unique, okay? Everyone likes tacos. Everyone likes clean sheets. Most of us like coffee. Your profile is one big conversation starter. Think of those fun facts that you have to like come up with for work icebreakers. Those are the kinds of things, but hopefully a little bit, you know, spicier that you should be putting on your profile. You need to give people something to go off of. You know, your, your um, ideal Sunday is um, coffee at the farmer's market and uh, a run around the lake. That's nice. But, you know, you're not giving people that much to go off of with that answer. You have to pique their interest. Uh, generate some curiosity. Share some things that are unexpected about yourself. Like, are you a romance novel nerd? Did you play an instrument growing up? What country are you dying to go to and why? Do you call your grandma every day? Can you make a beef Wellington that would make Gordon Ramsay proud? Are you a huge sports fan? What's your TV guilty pleasure? Do you hate peanut butter? Things that like, again, are really unique to you. The more unique, the better. Don't go broad, go narrow. Think of things that make people go, wait, what? You know, <laughs> like either they're going to agree with you or not. And that's the kind of response that you want to get. I will say one thing in my profile that was really successful is using my prompts to um, attract people who like travel because travel is really important to me. So one thing I did was in my profile, I asked a question to people who were looking at my profile saying, okay, travel, you like to wing it or do you plan everything? And obviously I don't care if people wing it or plan. I just want people who travel. And that was, that really did bring in, it, like a lot of people messaging me were definitely into travel because they had an opinion, they had an approach someone who doesn't travel wouldn't have an answer to that question. So again, like you can also use these prompts as a tool to attract the type of person that you really want to talk to. So fill out those prompts. No one word answers. Don't be sarcastic. Just, I mean, you can be a little sarcastic, guys, but like, don't be cynical, you know, be positive, kind, and uh, unique. But back to how do you actually get matches? Because again, this, that's what you can control, right? Is your profile. But the other thing you can control here is how much you're swiping and liking people. 
you're not going to get a lot of matches if you don't spend time swiping and liking people, you know, depending on what app you're using. So go ahead and spend some time doing that because you're going to get more matches that way. You have to actually look at people's profiles. I know a lot of women don't do this. Ladies, do it. Look at the guys that are out there and, and do some liking and, and swiping. Oh, another thing about your profile I want to mention is the point of your profile, again, it's a conversation starter. You're not trying to get your entire personality condensed into like 400 characters or whatever they give. You know, like you have to just get someone hooked in and interested enough in what you're saying to ask you a question, to agree with you, disagree with you, like your comment, like your picture. That's it. They don't need to know every facet of your personality, which is amazing. Just pick out the parts you think are really going to hook the people that you want to attract, right? Moving on. So let's just say you're, you're listening to my advice and you're out there, you're swiping. How do you know who to swipe right on? And how do you know who you're going to vibe with? This is so hard because again, like the apps, the one challenge is that we have so many options. There are so many people on these apps and it kind of gives us that paradox of choice where like you're looking and no one seems good because you know there are more people to look at and you're not really making choices because you know there's going to be more people to choose from. But here are some tips for who to swipe right on. And then we'll talk about how you know who you're going to vibe with. So the first thing is make sure they have a filled out profile, right? No one words, no emoji answers, sentences. Look for like they put thought into it and they're giving you information about themselves. If they have one word answers or emoji answers, if they haven't filled out like anything about themselves, like where they went to school or where their hometown is, I don't know. It's, that's a little sus to me. So I would say look for a fill that profile. Look for good enough photos. It's hard to like really get into someone's pictures. It's like a 2D experience, just not the same. You can't get really someone's vibe from their pictures, but they should be good enough. Like aim for good enough, attractive enough. You never know. I think people get really picky about photos. If you can't find anything really wrong with their pictures and you like their prompts, swipe right. I mean, you're not going to marry them, right? Just, just You're just starting a conversation. You're just opening the door. So those are the main two things to look for, right? Good enough photos, a filled up profile. And obviously, if you have some criteria like height or location or um, political affiliation, you're looking at those too. Um, if they don't have that information on their profile, maybe don't swipe on them. You know, that's a good way to kind of weed people out. So the second part of this issue is how do you know who you're going to vibe with get along with you know have a have a good flow have a good conversation so once you are matched with someone see how they text see if their texting style and like their messaging style matches yours i find that when someone's messaging and text style matches mine we generally are probably going to hit it off if they're like using a lot of i don't know like just not texting the way i text i just i'm not as into it so I would say that's one thing to look for. See if you can find common ground quickly. And again, if they're coming in hot with how is your day or how's your week or what do you like, those are really boring questions. Get off that subject as fast as you can and, um, you know, try to find common ground using what's on your profiles, either yours or theirs. If you are doing this right and you're talking to people who have filled out their profiles, you have something to go off of because they have. They, they said stuff, you know, they have something for you to go off of. And you could ask questions about that. They will hopefully ask questions to you. Questions go both ways, okay? You shouldn't be the only one receiving questions and you shouldn't be the only one asking them. It really needs to go both ways. You want to 
message with people quickly and just meet as soon as possible. And we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But you want to have an app conversation for days. Uh, I would say it's like the vibe of your date will be better if there's less communication on text, whether that's texting or in the apps. And look, if you find yourself never getting matches, be less judgy. If you find yourself drowning in matches, be more judgy. Okay. That's, that's kind of how you know if you're being too picky or not. It, it depends on, you know, I would say if, if you want to be on the apps and you are participating, you want to date, you're going to have to loosen up a little bit, you know, because if you're too judgy, you're never going to match with anyone. Just keep in mind that the, that the dating profile cannot encapsulate someone's entire personality. So just keep that in mind. Next thing, why is it so hard to meet decent people on the apps? I refuse to perpetuate the story that everyone is garbage. Most people are probably garbage for you because when you think about it, there are very few people you'll really hit it off with. But a lot of dates will just be okay and boring and that's fine. Like there are lots of people are decent on the apps. In my experience, I mean, lots aren't, but that's people, you know, and I just, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, everyone's garbage. So what are you going to do? You can't do anything about that. If you're buying into the story that everyone sucks, well, then get off the apps because you're just, that's just your attitude. You know, like you, you can't go anywhere from there. You can't do anything about that. So that's my thought on like this attitude of like, everyone sucks. What are you going to do about it? You can't really do anything about that. Then look, dry spells do happen. I did find like in my one year of being on the apps, the summer was pretty slow. I think people were traveling and like not on their phones as much or whatever. And it's fine. I uh, definitely had a higher volume of matches in the fall and spring. Uh, also, you know, the winter, people live with their family, they're busy, they're traveling. So I'd say, you know, the shoulder seasons were a little bit higher volume for me in Seattle as a mostly street woman in their 30s. And look, it's hard to meet someone amazing because, you know, think about it. Like, you're not going to fall for everyone. You're not going to be into everyone. You know, the reason why someone's amazing is because there's not a lot of people out there like them. Lower your expectations. Try only talking to guys who are responsive, fill out their profile, and just aren't an asshole. Like, there are so many, there are a couple of conversations I have on apps where, like, guys would just be putting me down or making fun of what I do or just being negative. And it's like, I'm not going to talk to you. You know, you don't have to give them the time of day. If you're, if you're getting the ick, like, after the first two messages, unmatch. See you never. You don't owe them anything when you're still on the apps, you know? Also, don't forget that on all the apps, you get to set preferences like age, location. And if you pay, you can set even more filters like political affiliation or if they have kids or not, if they want kids, you know, all these things. I paid for Hinge. Actually, I paid for all of them, Hinge, Tinder, and Bumble. Um, and I had filters like I didn't want to see anyone who smoked cigarettes or did drugs of any kind. That just isn't my thing. So I did not want to see those people in my feed. Those were a deal breaker. So he didn't show me those people. But those just that's just for me personally, just an example. You do you. But yeah, I could have I could have done the same thing for for political affiliation, but Seattle happens to be a place that leans quite liberal. So I just never felt the need to filter that. But I would have maybe in in other places. Again, all matters what's important to you. And just don't forget that you have the opportunity to filter um, if you feel like you're not seeing anyone quote unquote decent. Okay, the next question I usually get is, how do you keep up the energy to do this? So 
for me, dating and building a relationship with someone has been my main priority over the last year. I have really put this in the forefront of what I've been thinking about. It's something I've just wanted. I've just been pursuing. But maybe it's not a huge priority for you. And that's okay. It's okay if it's not. You may be in in the season of your life that doesn't include dating and romance and all that stuff. When I was on the apps, I set aside 15 to 20 minutes a day, usually at night, to swipe and answer messages. So I was going to be hopping on at least once every 24 hours to talk to people. And if there was anyone I was chatting with, I'm like, hey, let's get off this app. And I'd give them my number because they would be more likely to talk. Like I'm I'm faster over text than I was over the apps. And look, it was this was just part of my scrolling routine. You know, I was on Instagram, I was on Twitter, and then I went on the apps. And that's just how it worked for me. When it comes to the energy, you know, lower the stakes. I keep saying this, lower these stakes, lower your expectations. You know, if the stakes are low, you just don't care about it as much and it's not as draining. Lower the stakes because if you take the pressure off yourself, you're going to have more fun. The stakes are high. It feels high because you feel like you need to meet someone or you need you need a relationship. You need a partner. You, you're, you're running out of time. No, release that. Let go of it. It doesn't belong here. Having that mindset isn't going to make this any more fun. And you're definitely not, not going to have the energy for it if that's your mindset. And sometimes it's going to feel like a grind. If it does, take a break. You don't need to delete the apps. Just take a break. Turn off the notifications. It's okay. Those matches will be there or not. I guess when you come back to the apps, the apps will always be there. You know, this is my cycle and this might help you is I used to go on, you know, get a bunch of matches, set up a bunch of dates, maybe in the span of a week. And then I would take a break from the apps while those dates happened because I didn't have time to date or talk to anyone else. And then when I ran out of people and I went on those dates and didn't work out, I'd go back to the drawing board. And that cadence worked for me best. I wasn't on the apps constantly. I was like maybe, you know, one or two weeks a month. And then I was dating and then I was back to the apps. But this cadence worked for me because I was really open to meeting a lot of people. And I had time to date. You know, I had the schedule that's like nine to five where after five o'clock, I'm out. I I work from home. Like I need to get out of my apartment. Dating for me was honestly just a way for me to get out of my apartment and, you know, do something when my friends were busy. So, you know, there is like, it's more than just meeting people for me. It was like a way to be social. And if you're someone who's an introvert or uh, somewhere on that introvert side of the spectrum, or if you're nervous to get on the apps, you're insecure, I would say dip your toe in. You can set up a profile and just swipe. You don't have to talk to anyone. I have a friend who did this. You know, she is definitely someone who's an introvert and she hasn't really dated a lot. And she, look, she downloaded Hinge. We made a profile together. We had fun. We had a couple of drinks. We were looking at guys in her feed and sending messages. And she decided after a week it just wasn't for her. Oh, well. You don't have to marry the apps. Just download it, try it. You don't have to pay for it. You never know. And if it's not for you, okay, at least you tried and you know for sure. You have nothing to lose by trying it. You have absolutely nothing to lose. You don't have to talk to anyone. You know, you could just match and just never respond if that's what you want to do. About that. If that's what feels comfortable, that's okay. So here's something that comes up more. This comes up a lot and I wish it didn't, but... The question is, how do you handle it when your matches are chatting with you but never ask you out? And this happens a lot, I think, in heterosexual situations where women are like, okay, we've been chatting. Why isn't he asking me on a date? So ideally, it's quick, right? 
five to 10 messages back and forth. You know, you have to figure out if you have stuff in common, figure out if you're going to have stuff to talk about when you meet. You know, if they're asking you questions like, how did you get into being a lawyer? You, that's not a question that you should answer on an app. Don't trade this quote unquote, get to know you information on the apps. That should be reserved for in-person. So if they ask you a question that's like deserves a longer answer, don't answer it. Say, you know what? I would love to tell you more about that if we ever meet. And that might feel like, well, I'm doing the work for him. And let me ask you, if that's your attitude, what is your desired outcome? Is your desired outcome to feel desired or is your desired outcome to go on a date with someone? If, you, if your desired outcome is just to feel desired and have guys pursue you, then yeah, I guess that's not going to cut it for you. But if you're trying to go on dates, you've got to at least show them that you're interested in meeting and just be like, hey, I love to talk about this more if people want to meet or like, you know what, you, you're asking me really good questions. I feel like this would be better if we talk about it in person. Are you free later this week? It's okay if you start that conversation. It doesn't mean they're not pursuing you. I think it's okay. Sometimes guys might get in their head, whatever. I'm not going to like make excuses or come up with stories. But if you want to go out with them, that is your move. Or you can just be like, are you free Friday? I want to go to this bar. You can just straight up ask them out. There's no rules here. When I matched with my ex on OkCupid, I remember we were joking about something. And then five messages in, I was like, I like you. We should meet. And he was like, yeah, what are you doing on Tuesday? You know, <laughs> and that was it. So, you know, we, we traded numbers and we met and that was, we started dating and we dated for six years. So I don't know, like, it's okay if you open the door and let them walk through it when it comes to setting up a date. Same with the guy I'm seeing now. He asked, kept asking me questions on the apps. And I was just kind of like, well, I'm happy to tell you that if we ever meet. I had to tell him that twice before he was like, okay, fine, let's meet. <laughs> and now we're dating. I would say that's my advice for this issue of like them never asking you out. Don't wait. Just open the door. Just, just show them that you're not interested in being a pen pal and you want them to ask you out. All right. The last question that has come up a couple of times is what should I avoid on the apps? So I would say in your profile, don't say what you're not looking for. Don't be like, don't even talk to me if you don't have a car, which is well, something I probably would say if I did not listen to my advice. It comes off as negative. Switch it to the positive. Like I'm looking for someone who loves travel. Not I'm not looking for someone who stays home all the time. You know, like sure, it's, it's trying to make sure it's positive, whatever you're, you are looking for. So say what you are looking for, not what you're not looking for. Another thing, depending on what you're looking for on the apps, if you're looking for a serious relationship, don't be overly sexual in your pictures or in your prompts. If that's not the kind of question uh, connection you're looking for, just don't put that content out there. Don't lie, because if you meet, they're going to find out whatever you're lying about. Don't come in hot with interrogations, right? Like it's, if you match someone, don't be like, what are you looking for? What was your last relationship? What's your attachment style? What, what's your love language? Like, Don't come in hot with that. I know you want all the information at once, but... You've got to be patient and just see if there's anything in common first, and then you can get to that. Um, also, avoid, you know, any sketchiness. Uh, you can, if you are someone who's worried about app safety, I would say you don't have to give your phone number out. You can do all the communication in the app. You can do voice messaging. You can do video calls in the apps now, and you can report people if they're being inappropriate. So I would say avoid sketchiness. Um, if you are worried about security, don't give out your number. Do it all in the apps until you meet them. That's okay. Avoid continuing conversations that, that you don't like. If you're not feeling it, great. You are allowed to ghost people on the apps. 
you're not allowed to, I would say, don't gross people when you are, you know, after you've already gone out with them. But if you haven't been in person yet, and if you're just on the apps, you don't let the conversation, you can unmatch, you can block them, you can just not answer. So yeah, I say avoid conversations, get out of conversations you don't like. It's totally okay. You don't owe them anything. So let me go ahead and answer listener question. Here's one. And this question comes from a survey I did about a month ago before I launched uh, this podcast. And this question is, I am a very introverted person. I hate the whole small talk in the beginning. I also feel like people are always expecting a fun opening line on dating apps. How do you approach this? Okay, so the short answer is be yourself. If you are introverted and you hate small talk, maybe you can even say that, right? Call it out. You're not the only one. I think most of us don't like small talk. Uh, some of us are good at it, but it doesn't mean you like it. And in terms of like a fun opening line, I do get a lot of questions about opening lines. I would say err on the side of writing something to them that has to do with their profile, something in their in their photos that you think is cute, like their dog, right? What's your dog's name? Oh my God, I have a dog that looks like just like that. Or what's your dog's story? Like any, any questions about dogs, those are going to fly pretty well. You know, oh, is that picture from Paris? Oh, is oh, I saw that you said uh, you lost pickleball. I just started playing. Like, when did you get into it? Like just anything from their profile, that's a good conversation starter. People love answering questions about themselves. Another approach is asking opinion. You know, people like to do Mary fuck kill and then they give three things. Um, you can do like, what are you watching on TV these days? What, are you, what podcasts are you listening to these days? You can ask them stuff like that. But I would say the safest, best option is just going from the profile. And you don't have to make it fun. You don't have to. I think, honestly, the feedback I've gotten from people on the apps is like, if you do something more than just, hey, or what's up, or how is your day, you're going to stand out. So (laughs) the bar is low. (laughs) Um, I would say, again, treat everything like an experiment. You can test out a lot of different opening lines have an abundance mindset. You know, if you do something weird with one person, it's fine. They might screenshot it and put on TikTok, but that's whatever. Okay, here's a personal app story for you from my year of dating. I dated someone in the last few months. Let's call him Cat Dad. Okay. I matched with him on Hinge uh, first, and we chatted about bouldering. And I think the conversation fizzled fizzled out because I was traveling and I just wasn't really on the apps. Then a couple of weeks later, we matched again on Bumble. I think he said something like, oh, it's good to see you again or something like where he I think he even called out that we had matched before on Hinge. And I was honest with him. And I was like, oh, I knew you looked familiar, but I think I just I thought I just saw you running around Green Lake or something like whatever. And we had a laugh about that. And it was pretty funny. I don't know about you. Tell me if I'm wrong. But I think if you match with someone on more than one platform, that's a good sign. You know, it's a good sign you're going to hit it off or you like each other. I mean, it's uh, so we were laughing about that. And then, you know, he's like, oh, you're a cookbook author. And he immediately Googles me, which, by the way, I hate. I hate when guys Google me before meeting me because I am very Googleable. Like my cookbook and my business are all over the Internet. And it's just like a different persona. And uh, I hate it. Anyway, he went ahead and found my book on Amazon. He bought it. And this is, again, we were on Bumble at this point. And he sent me a screenshot. It's so funny because the screenshot like had his full name and address in it. Like, come on, come on. App safety right there. If you're going to send someone a picture, a screenshot of something you purchased on an app, maybe think about blurring out 
your address. So that was funny. And we had a good laugh about that. We ended up meeting up. We had three dates. He even made a couple of my recipes and uh, didn't really go further than that. But I do think there is something on Matching Twice. I do think there's something about being able to laugh at yourself on the apps a little bit, you know, kind of be aware that the apps are weird. When you when you think about really what they are, they are kind of weird and we can laugh about being on them and we can just make fun of ourselves a little bit and not take it too seriously as everyone on the apps would say. <laughs> I don't know. I say that because like every guy's prompt answered or like, I want a, a woman just to take yourself too seriously. Like, oh God. Anyway. That's my little app story for you. And I will say on that note, be on multiple apps like because there are some guys who are on Hinge but not Bumble and there are going to be on Bumble but not Hinge. And of course, some are on both. Get on, get on two of them and see because in terms of if you're out of guys on one app, there might be other guys on a different one. So to recap, thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, to recap, I would say be unique. Have low expectations and low, lower the stakes. Keep in mind that the apps are not for relationships. You're not going to know who's the one, but you're going to find connections and people to ch- talk to. The point of getting a match is to get to a first date. The point of a first date is to get to the second date. That's it. That's it. If you have any questions about dating apps or anything data related, please come find me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I want to thank you so much for listening and just remind you to try the apps. Treat it like an experiment, not your ultimate life's purpose. Be smart. Think about how you can use the prompts and photos to attract the people you want to talk to. And remember that the point of being on the apps is to find someone you might want to meet up with once. You're doing great. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.